this week's episode, I'm talking about human error, which is your biggest cybersecurity risk, and why cybersecurity awareness training is so important for you and your staff. It was just an invoice. Nothing strange about that. And it didn't ring any alarm bells that the CFO emailed the accounts team asking for it to be paid urgently to keep a supplier happy. Oh, and they've switched banks. So if you could just update their details, that'd be great. It's a small company where everyone knows everyone. So there wasn't a red flag in sight, but something was very, very wrong. Those new payment details belonged to a criminal gang and the email didn't come from the CFO at all. This was the final step in a clever phishing scam known as CEO fraud, and it just cost the company thousands of pounds. The crooks had gained access to the CFO's email account and intercepted a message and changed the information to redirect the payment. As is usually the case with cybercrime, it was a simple human error that opened doors to the crooks. No one knew to look for the warning signs that something wasn't right, And there was no policies that required everyone to confirm payment requests in person when details have to be changed. This was a financial fraud, but every day the criminals are after more than just your money. Your business data is just as valuable to them and they'll go to great efforts to get hold of it. Small and medium-sized businesses are the most likely targets for all kinds of cyber attack not just phishing scams like this one. That's because cyber criminals know that these companies are likely to have weaker cybersecurity measures in place and will spend less time training their people. The crooks know that your people are the weakest link in your cybersecurity chain, not because they do anything malicious, but because they're only human. Without training, they simply don't know the risks to look out for or what they can do to keep your business safe. And that's why... Good cybersecurity awareness training for everyone in your business is vital. What I've just read to you there is included in this month's free guide. And this is all about how to protect the biggest risk to your cybersecurity, which of course is your people. And that includes you if you're a business owner. Now, this guide includes a few different sections that you can look into to help protect your business. I'm going to give you a bit of an insight into some of those just now, as well as tell you how to get your hands on this. So the first thing that we're going to advise you to do is to find your baseline. I've talked about this before, about establishing a cybersecurity baseline, so you know kind of where you're starting from. So we need to kind of understand what your people's current awareness levels are, okay, and where you're exposed to security threats. So this is an important part of the process and might open your eyes to some surprisingly risky behavior. And what we would advise businesses do there, and we do this for businesses, is to start with a phishing test, a baseline phishing test to see what users are putting your business at risk because they will click on a generic phishing email attack. Okay. So once you've found your baseline, and I think I've said this before on another episode that If you've not had any cybersecurity awareness training for your staff, about 30% of your staff are going to fall for a basic phishing attack. And quite often, we find that these tend to be senior people, business owners that actually fall for these things as well. And of course, you know, this has been done at the beginning. You can have a bit of a laugh about it, see who gets caught and things. But it's actually quite serious. And it starts the cybersecurity conversation is to say, well, 
had that been a genuine attack, what might have actually happened to the business. Assuming that we've got the baseline established, we need to assess the risks and then prioritize what we're going to do about it. So when you've taken the time to observe and understand the current security behaviors of your people, we need to look at the most pressing risks that you face. We need to risk assess your current systems. So looking at your network and all your digital assets, looking at who has access to what information and why in the form of a full risk and vulnerability assessment for your business. And this is quite a comprehensive piece of work, which is going to give you a good overview of what your cyber posture looked like at the moment. And then we need to reassess. So if you're dealing with sensitive data of any kind, you should always take the opportunity to look at wider policies alongside training plans. So for example, zero trust security policy may be appropriate for you. And this means that you only give access to information to people who need it and everyone else is locked out. These assessments will help you to create a training program which is tailored to the right people, pitched at the right level according to their roles and responsibilities in the business. For example, someone working in a warehouse fulfillment team may have access to private customer address information and that requires different security awareness to someone in HR with access to sensitive staff records. They need to create your training plan So once you've got to grips with the needs of different employees and the wider business, you need to match them with the resources you have available to create a training plan. So lay out the objectives, the skills and knowledge you need to develop, as well as attitudes and behaviours that you might need to see at work. And then you can run these sessions either in-house or online. Some businesses quite like to do in-person training where they bring someone in an IT cybersecurity expert to spend some time with their team to educate them on current cyber risks and threats and what they can do to help protect the business against these things. And you can combine this with online training, so fishing simulation training, which I mentioned earlier, where you can fish, fish train, fish train, you know, and repeat the process. So sending out regular fishing simulation emails and any users that get caught or they click the links in these emails then get enrolled in some online training to help educate them and make them more resilient to actual real phishing attempts. And while training should be enjoyable and fun as much as we can make cybersecurity training fun, the subject is obviously a very serious one. We always need to reinforce the fact that the consequences of data falling into criminals' hands can be disastrous a business. And that's why once everyone is trained, there should be clear repercussions for anyone who doesn't put that training into practice. Now, earlier I mentioned policies and policies are great. And we issue policies, we get people to sign them to say that they've read and they've received the policy and things. But unless policies are managed and enforced, they just don't work. So you need to look at creating a cybersecurity policy that sets out your expectations. And of course, there's lots of other policies you have. If you are Cyber Essential certified or you're thinking about Cyber Essentials, then you'll need things like a password policy in place. But having an overall cybersecurity policy for your business is something that all businesses need to implement. Policy needs to be quite detailed, but easy to understand. So we want to describe the security controls that you have in place and the threats that they address, include who's responsible for maintaining them, how incidents should be reported and to who. So an incident response 
policy is a separate document, an incident response plan. It's a separate document. You want to highlight your expectations that you know your people should use your security measures, follow protocols, and adopt best practice. You know times, and include a remote access policy, acceptable use policies, all these kind of things. There's a number of policies that go in to call the boxes when it comes to cybersecurity. And you might also need to consider a section for personal devices being used for work. So bring your own device, or which I've said many times, I think, in the podcast is bring your own disaster. And people quite like that one because they understand what I'm talking about here. When I go out and speak to businesses, and I always ask the question when we're talking about cybersecurity, do any staff use their own devices to access company data? And usually the answer is either clearly, yes, we know they do and we have policies around it, or it's more often that we're not sure. They might not. Of course, they have access to their email address. They know their passwords and things. So staff could just be adding their email address to their phone and the business doesn't know about it. So there's a device out there accessing company data that no one's got eyes on, no one's managing. So bring your own device can be messy. It just needs to be managed and dealt with in the right way. And then, of course, staying updated because cybersecurity is changing all the time, which means the training needs to change and keep up with that. So it's not a set and forget thing. New scams, new security issues arrive all the time. So keeping your people aware of the things they need to be looking out for is crucial. So you might want to think about things like quarterly or six monthly refresher sessions for everyone. And that includes the entire business from apprentices to your C-suite to directors, business owners. Everyone needs to be aware of these things. Business owners can't just say, well, as long as my staff are aware, that's fine. Remember, if you're a business owner or you're a senior member in the business, you are likely to be targeted by cyber criminals because they know that you've got access to the juicy data. You've got access to the HR folder, the accounts folder, a lot of this information. And especially if you have a finance team, people who are accessing the company bank account are really hot targets for all of this stuff. And of course, in between this, you can sign up for cybersecurity news. You know, it's worthwhile, even if you're not in the industry, is signing up for some free online cybersecurity news bulletins where you can get emails just to see what's going on. You get an email to say, hey, there was this thing picked up by Microsoft yesterday or there was this cyber attack, just keeping your ear to the ground so that you can be aware of new data breaches, new threats and things that are going on. So I hope what I've shared with you is helping and there's a lot more of this in this month's free guide, which you can download. The link will be in the show notes. It's free. You don't have to enter any information to get it. We have a free PDF that you can download and you're able to dive deeper into some of the information that I've shared in this episode. If you'd like a quick chat with me about anything I've discussed in this episode, or you have a specific question about any aspect of your IT or cybersecurity, you can book a call in my diary. Just head over to www.m3networks.co.uk forward slash meetmark. And finally, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app for future episodes where I'll dive deeper into other IT and cyber related topics. Texas is an M3 Networks podcast. Find out more at m3networks.co.uk.